Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast. If you are looking for a podcast about instructional strategies enhanced by technology, you came to the right place. In our conversations, we will talk with tech experts, share ideas and strategies to help you build your toolbox with tools that you can use in your class immediately. Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast, and thanks for making us part of your educational PD journey. First time listeners, welcome. For our returning listeners, welcome back. We are glad you're here today. We are talking empowering students with choice, with creativity meets education. So in today's episode, we're diving into dynamic world of student choice and empowerment, getting ready to explore the diverse ways students can showcase their knowledge and ideas from captivating Ignite presentations to engaging podcasts like ours, videos, books, and beyond. We'll unravel the magic behind these student creation tools, discussing how they foster autonomy, creativity, and a love for learning. Join us on this journey to unleash the power of student choice and witness the incredible impact it has on education. Stay tuned for insights, inspiration, innovative ideas from the Innovation Squadcast. Before we get started, let's pause for this week's tech tip. This week's tech tip is found inside of Google Docs. You have the ability to link things in Google Docs without sometimes even having to go out into the internet to find that link. For example, if I'm wanting to link this CoSpaces EDU, if I just highlight and hit Control K at the bottom, Google will actually find that particular website and go ahead and auto-populate that quick link in there so that I don't have to go find the link, copy and paste, bring it in. Same thing here with ThingLink, highlight, control K, and then I've got the link already down here as well. So it's a fast way to be able to link things inside of a Google Doc without having to go out of the Google Doc to link it. Hope everybody enjoyed that tech tip. I am Jimmy Kate. I'm Nicola Point. And we are Innovative Learning Coordinators in Berkeley County School District, and we love student choice. That is what we, I think if you had to kind of sum up our team as one thing, I think if we were like, you could only do one thing, I think this would be it, right? The idea of student creation uh, and giving them choice and how they can kind of demonstrate their mastery. And, and you guys, you were telling me about the Ignite presentations and things like that that were going on. So what ways can students create Ignite presentations to um, kind of you know, give them some choice in how they demonstrate their mastery? Well, for people like me, it it kind of gives you a time limit. Like, hey, here's the information. Right. You got this amount of time to get this much out there. And then the kids are like, oh, you know, when, when they have a time constraint, they yes. get a little excited. They know they have to throw all the important information in there. And then they can build it up. They can talk through it. They can make it really um, yeah. engaging, too. And so for someone who doesn't know, what does an Ignite presentation look like? What is the kind of the, the, the what you talk about time constraint? What's the format? So in the Ignite presentation, you get, what did we I think it's like 15 seconds-ish, yeah. Yeah. Per slide. So you got to pick the the best meat that you want to put in that slide. Right. And you got to be ready to rock and roll onto the next one. Whereas people like me might stop and talk through a slide for a little bit longer. So (laughs) these Ignite (laughs) presentations really get the students going. And we've used these Ignite presentations Mm -hmm. with teachers and some of the cohorts yep. and they were phenomenal um, and, and you they can kind of set your slide length to determine the time you can make them kind of short you know a couple of slides or you can make them about like usually like 20 slides ish will give you about a five minute or so presentation which 
you know, sounds like it's long and easy, but it actually is actually very difficult to really have them concise that information down to just a few, you know, seconds per slide. Right, because you want to get all the important yeah. stuff in there. And what's cool about them is it makes them more dynamic, a little more interesting, a little more vibrant than if it was just one video with, because um, you can videotape it, you can pre-record it, you can do it live with some timing. So there's teachers, different ways to do that as well. Yeah. yeah, we've had teachers do all those examples. So it was cool to see in a class we were doing, yep. The teachers who would stand up there and go through the um, slides or the ones who did screencastify and had, you yes. know, their face embedded in it, explaining it. It's just a way of taking that that presentation and, and spicing it up a little bit so that you're not sitting through 25 Google slide presentations, which as much as we all love that, sometimes they do get a little bit on the dry side. So um, this way just to kind of you know, jazz that up a little bit. That's as well. why so, we're here. Yes. All these yep, different yep. choices. Just add that little choice. So another choice for students when they're creating is podcasts, just like this. Uh, students have Screencastify. They have the extension that we use Screencastify for our podcast. It is a great creation tool um, when it comes to, uh, you know, creating. So, you know, using podcasts, getting them creating, writing a script, uh, interviewing each other, right? Those are all ways that you can kind of uh, use that podcasting feature, yes. And then Spotify for podcasters is pretty great too. Uh, that's if you really want to send it out to the world. So, you know, we talked about it launching to an authentic audience before on, on previous episodes. Um, so that if you wanted to kind of launch it to another, you know, to a larger audience, you could um, kind of empower your, your teachers uh, and students with that. So that's one of your options as well. So. And please make sure it's Spotify for podcasters. Yes, not Spotify. Not Spotify because then um, the that won't be able to you won't be able to get to it. So make sure you're in Spotify for podcasters. Yes, and we talked talked about launching to an uh, authentic audience in episode fifty six. Um, if you um, wanted to, you know, go back and look at just how other ways that you can launch to a, a wider audience, and that's one way to do it as well. So, um, Jimmy, yes, what's your favorite podcast in Spotify for podcasters? I mean, besides the Innovation Squadcast, oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of really great ones out there. So uh, I love Shake Up Learning. I love Doctor Spencer's um, podcast as well. His is really great, but uh, Innovation Squadcast number one definitely so and there have been plenty of teachers who have had their students do podcasts yes yep and they can be short and sweet they can be on a weekly basis they can be about a, a thematic you know ending what the topic was you sure. were discussing anything yep. next is video creation mm. video creation is one that applies to any subject any level um, having students being able to create in video uh, i have students working with adobe express right now over in a middle school that are doing a uh, guide trips around Europe uh, using, again, now that they have this uh, new feature in, in both Adobe Express and Canva where you can remove backgrounds without using green screen. So it really helps to streamline that process. You don't have to worry about the green screens. Everyone can kind of be filming at the same time. So you're not limited by the number of green screens or green spaces that you can create. It's a super fast, easy way to be able to remove backgrounds, put some images in there using these different platforms of Adobe Express and Canva. So what are some other options that you've so seen? some of the cool things with the video creation in Canva, there's all different templates. Yes. There's a TikTok style template. Yep. Tell me you're not going to get the best presentation from one of your students if they can do it. I think some of those style. older students like to make TikToks. Right, right. Um, and you mentioned the background remover. Yes. Um, and then in Magic Video, it's a quick clip. If you add three pictures, it creates this video for you. Mm -hmm. So. You might take your your three most important pictures of 
whatever the content is you want to create a video about and it'll create that video for you. So yes. a little bit of. Yeah. And, and yeah. don't think you have to, again, know all this tech stuff. This is where you reach out to your ILCs. We'll be more than happy to come in, walk your kids through this, walk you through um, how to use some of these different uh, tools so that you're able to use them and get your students creating with them as well. We use Book Creator as well. We just went into a high school and, and had a, a foreign language uh, class. Uh, shout out Miss Hines French classes. Bonjour. Uh, yep. Um, that were able to use Book Creator to, I think they were making, mine were making children's books, the, the class um, I was working with. What were your your classes working mine with. was working on the content they were working on which was past tense okay um and then something that they had been doing during the days of the week i gotcha so reinforcing what they already had yeah. whereas oh, yeah. i was working with a french four class so they were very advanced so they were able to create a children's book with images and, and put that in there as well so. yeah and they loved it yes they did uh, so book creator great great creation tool that i've used from we you've used it with pre-k Right. I've used it kindergarten all the way through 12. So it's, yes. a, it's a super user friendly tool that any student can use. Again, talking about any subject, any grade level, book creator is great. So. Yeah. And you free account, you get 40 books uh, in your library. So um, talking about blogs, blogs is another way just to get kids writing and thinking about the creation of blogs, giving them a choice on how they want to frame something and when they're writing. And you can do this in Canva as well. You know, you have many options when it comes to, you know, anytime you give the kids, students, again, choice, we're talking about empowering them, right, with choice and how could they demonstrate mastery? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to write a blog? Do you want to make a video, right? You know, you can get, you know, that same information from them in, in lots of different ways. And blogs is another one. Let them geek out on something that they're excited about. And in Canva, you can have a presentation or an infographic, anything you already have created. Yep. You can go to Magic Switch transform into doc and if you choose blog it will put your presentation mm -hmm. or your whatever you created um whether it's a an infographic or whatever into an actual blog post yes. for you yep. so that's pretty cool yeah and just and that gives them a, a chance to see what it is it looks like and, and you know we talked about you know canva same you know infographics interactive infra infographics using canva uh, google docs you know we talked about using hyperdocs before um uh, episode 45 was uh introduction me and pam talked about hyperdocs so that's something interested being able to leverage the power of google and putting in links into your document and letting the students be able to create um a google doc with links that take you to a bunch of different places and and, and show the research that they were doing is another way for them to show and demonstrate their mastery as well so um, one that kind of just appeared the other day i was teaching some students Tinkercad for 3D printing. Wait, wait, you were teaching them or well, this, yeah, one well, this one student was teaching? Well, she could probably teach me a few <laughs> things or not, but um, what was incredible is that, you know, the teacher's like, all right, this, you know, we're gonna use this next, you know, 20 minutes or so to, to just play with them, get used to this so that when we go to create this object um, for 3D printing, they were able to do that. And she created this hamburger and french fries that looked like i mean it looked perfect like yeah. it was just like copied and pasted in that and she did it through taking shapes manipulating those shapes changing the color uh, carving out different areas and so she was able to make digital art using tinkercad uh, you can use auto draw you can use sketchup there's lots of different ways but just letting them create something in their minds that they have you know using those artistic skills to be able to create is, is something way is a great way for them to again and demonstrate their mastery they might have another way because mm -hmm. you know when we're in tinkercab we're not thinking oh yeah let's create digital yeah. art and then there yeah. she goes yeah. she 
created some. Yeah, I had they were creating castles. So there's lots of different ways that you can repurpose things. You know, Tinkercad, we think of 3D printing, but here we are, the ability to create digital art that's not going to be 3D print, but something she could turn in as part of that um, part of that project is a way just to demonstrate mastery. So there's lots of different ways with that. So, and we love our coding projects as well. So coding project, you know, the first thing that jumped into my mind was micro bits, right? That's something a little bit newer to yes, us. And yes. we've been experimenting right. with different and grade micro bits levels is, and is a great, topics. and then another thing we talked about in episode 60 as well. So we, yeah, we've talked about a lot of these things in, mm -hmm. in multiple different episodes. We wanted to kind of bring them all together in this one idea of them letting them have choice. But if a student's into coding and, and the idea of using micro bits to, you know, create, there's so many projects out there. And it's something that seems to be growing pretty exponentially. You, you know, you guys just came back from that conference and it seemed to be like there was a lot of different resources there they were able to find as well. Yeah, a lot of extensions or a lot of add-ons. Um, and for those of you who don't do not know, a micro bit is a microcomputer, mm -hmm. probably about what, six inches. Yep. So very easily accessible when we bring them into the classrooms, mm -hmm. the students connect them right to their Chromebooks and they can go through tutorials yep. with the micro bits um, or they can start creating on their own. Yep. And they're all things that you can create that are standard based that go along with there's kits oh, that come yeah. along with it. There's, um, you know, there's the basic design, you know, in, in simple coding all the way up to very advanced coding and the creation of solar panels and, and, and cars. And yeah, so that's really, really cool new resource that's growing. And, and again, reach out to your ILCs. We'll be more than happy to help with that. We have a a class set of micro bits that we can bring in to help kind of uh, to bring about some, you know, bring that into your class so your kids have some choice to create. And then one thing also that's new um, with coding, and that is uh, App Inventor and app creation. Uh, it is still in a, definitely in its beta phases and it has, it's not without its bugs and issues, but the MIT App Inventor is a way that, you know, students can create mobile apps that are usable. And, and so there's fine ways to be able to, you know, let them demonstrate their mastery on something by creating an app for a, is pretty, pretty exciting. So that's it, something again, that's growing. It's not completely without um, bugs yet, but it's gonna be something that has, continues to grow, I think, as the technology catches up as well, so. Oh, please. And even if we're not, you know, up to par on it, right. just give it to so, the students. They will figure it out. Sometimes they'll be able to run. figure it out way faster than right. we can as well. So, and then kind of interviews and base, we've already kind of touched this a little bit. It kind of also goes along with um, podcasts. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, um, you know, I would have students create a Google slide version of this using like Screencastify, um, where they would, um, have a debate um, inside of Google slide as like two presidential candidates of like Andrew Jackson and um, I don't remember who they would debate and um, during that time, just left my mind. Go ahead. Talk. Oh, uh, so I'll skip over to a screencastify. <laughs> yeah. Screencastify, which we use for that. Keep going. You'll, 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 I'll it'll get it come in a second. Yes. It'll come to you tonight. He'll add it to the um, podcast. Um, with Screencastify, they can, um, there's interactive questions that you could have, you know, for the students to answer for each other or, you know, the teacher to student. Um, there's a lot of editing that they can yes, do. Yes, it was there. John Quincy Adams. It was okay. John Quincy Adams. I found it. Yeah. So John Quincy Adams and I was and thinking Jackson. too. I was trying to uh, talk, I, and I was yeah, thinking. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So yeah, having them, you know, use that for you know podcasting, Screencastify. You can do interviews, debates, and flip, or just have them even script out an interview and debate between two different people. Also, would help kind of cement that kind of learning and give them some choice on how they go about it. So, right. 
And last but not least for our student creation examples are virtual worlds. This is something that um, I fell in love with in CoSpaces. It was 100% my favorite project that my students would create these virtual museums. Uh, we did them for presidential museums. We did them for time periods. We did them as review. We did them for lots of different ways for them to be able to work inside of this virtual world create this museum that and that's usually what i would do i, I mean i just learned it but you know at the end uh it is still something that you know one thing about this one though it is a paid version uh to be able to use it so you know just kind of unfortunately with a lot of these things sometimes you have to look at that as well um but it or does they get provide, you hooked yes they you know do. we talk about yes. it we're in the program yeah. or the site working right. on it and then boom yeah now it costs yeah. you this much a little bit yeah this one and you can get a few licenses together and you can rotate out you know the virtual worlds but you know just what they can create inside of that because you can embed you know videos you can embed images text and all this that you create this virtual museum where they actually are in the museum and they're yeah, giving a presentation that, when um, i would see your students yeah. work it yeah it was absolutely one of our favorite ones. and then you were kind of showing me ThingLink a little bit yeah so ThingLink you can add once again you can add images videos um voiceovers mm -hmm. recordings yep. any of that and it's really cool because it's like an interactive visual so you could have a picture of the desert and you could have different things in the desert and yep. then when they click on whatever the object is maybe it comes to life with a video or it has a little recording or you can you know the student can record what that is so yes. depending on what the um topic is but it is really cool because it's more like a, a 360 live version right of whatever yeah, you, information and you can create some really really cool <laughs> presentations and some really cool uh you know just give them some options and choice and thing link and it's it's probably underused I, my students didn't use it a lot when you know because i gave them you know when they gave them the choice and i gave them that demonstration of mastery tool list right i'd list 40 or 50 different things that they could use just didn't it was wasn't used a lot but sometimes you know and when you're thinking about choice too and and, and providing it sometimes it's good to like limit that choice down to like two you want them to use and, and maybe pick one that isn't as widely used before and then another another way to also encourage them to pick different things because sometimes you also don't want them doing the same thing over and over again is through badging so like you would or give i would give like a little bit of extra credit like if you used a different creation tool this time you know that's you good but extra. then with schoology the ability to create badging for my students would right. be great as well and being able to you know tie some some you know some kind of reward to whoever could get the most badges um by the end so you get your book creator badge you get your canva badge you get your google doc badge right and i oh, thought yeah. that'd be so much fun to really encourage that creation and that and then let them give them open up some more choices as well so and let's remember paper pencil is yep. also That's still, amazing yep. you can they can make books yes you're i remember in your classroom yep. there we were did physical books i was yeah. given a choice they could create a, a, a physical version or they could create a digital yeah, version some want to use yes. that paper pencil some might go back and forth with the choices yep. but then it's great because then you can see yeah the scrapbooks were the you know the yes. scrapbooks because they can make the, the physical scrapbook which they usually chose that one just because everyone right. you know who doesn't love making a scrapbook right um with journals inside of it but uh but then some would create you know using book creator would use the digital version so mm -hmm. yeah they work both ways so yeah we definitely want to encourage whatever it is the the students you know empower them with that choice because that's really what's going to get them excited about creating um and that's what we want we want our kids excited about what they're doing and don't be afraid and engaged right and don't be afraid to let them say, mm -hmm. hey, what about this? Yes. Just perfect example in your class. Yep. 
a student came to you and said, so, can I use Minecraft? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what Minecraft is, <laughs> but sure, go for it. This was, you know, obviously a little bit longer. Now I know what Minecraft is, but yeah, then they were able to create, uh, one kids were able to create a, a Lusitania um, that blew up. One kids, uh, one student group actually collaborated inside of Minecraft and they built a virtual world and, and demonstrated the Columbian exchange and the exchange of goods. And they had, you know, things go into Americas and things leave it in Europe. It was so amazing. Yeah, so and they, one of them, didn't they put it in Screencast Finder? Mm -hmm voiceover yeah. to walk yeah. you through well, it. They were they were on it together. A bit so, of app smashing. Yeah, yep, they were definitely app smashing there. They were together talking about um, it together inside of that virtual world So, um, as well. So yeah, there's lots of different options. So open it up to them for choice as well. Uh, in, in my project things, I would say, here's your list. Here's a few choices. But if you have a better idea, I'm obviously open to to do that because I want them excited and I want them to be able to to do it. And that's when they're going to, you know, that creativity is going to come out, the engagement, the interactivity. And they're going to be, uh, that's when deeper learning is going to take place as well. So. And as the teacher, you do not need to know everything nope. about all the different creation choices. Nope. You know, you might want to freshen up on a few things to sh start showing them, but then even let the kids break mm -hmm. them into groups. Hey, y'all learn about book creators so you can teach it to the class. You learn about thing links mm -hmm. so you can teach it to the class. Yep. So no, no, that works as well. So, yeah. and then they'll figure it out or again, invite us in. We'll be more oh, than happy yeah. to come in. Um, and show those different tasks. So check out the show notes. We got resources to a lot of what we talked about inside of, of this. We're going to have some links to take you to different places uh, that will get you into uh, those particular creation tools. There's links to the podcast video. There's links for the tech tip video. There's links to the Innovation Squadcast PD and Unified Talent. You get one renewal credit for every two episodes that you listen to. Just got to fill out a little Google form. So definitely check out the show notes for that. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, um, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, so you get notifications of new episodes. And we want to hear from you. You got any podcast topics? You want to be on the podcast? You want to share what you know? If there's a student creation tool that we forgot, Please. let us know. The teachers of Berkeley County need to hear. The students of Berkeley County need to be using them. So we want you to be able to help with that. So thank you for being here. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye.